You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AM with Mankir and Ajala. Now, we are speaking to Bill Thielman, West Star Communications President and former NDP political strategist. And we're talking about how the B.C. government last week has strongly recommended the city of Surrey continue its transition to a municipal police force and has offered to discuss financial support to protect Surrey taxpayers. But Surrey Mayor Brenda Locke responded firmly on Friday that Surrey intends to continue with a return to the RCMP. So what does it all mean? We're going to break it down with Bill. Bill, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Morning. My pleasure, Macron, and, and I just uh, would mention I'm not speaking on behalf of any of my clients. This is just my personal opinion. Awesome, Bill, and I'm looking forward to it because there is a lot going on <laughs> in this story. I don't even know where to start with you, Bill, but let's start with your reaction to this announcement. I was going to say this is our first hour on this topic, but we could go longer if we needed to. Uh, well, I think we had a situation where there was an enormous buildup that there was going to be some kind of a binding decision and we got some hints, I think, from Premier David Eby primarily that it wasn't necessarily binding just a day or so before the Friday announcement. But it's turned it into quite a mess, I think, in most people's eyes. Um, I, I think part of the, the, the challenge that the provincial government has and, and Surrey Mayor Brenda Locke and her council have is the B.C. Police Act doesn't allow the province to tell a municipality which police force it will have. And, and I think that, uh, rightly so, it's, and, and David Eby and Mike Farnworth, that matter, have said in the past, although it hasn't been picked up on much in media, that it's Surrey's decision. Well, it is Surrey's decision. So what they've tried to do in the provincial side is try to box Surrey into accepting the Surrey Police Service over the RCMP, uh, at first by saying, well, there's all these problems with the RCMP, um, even though this report took six months practically to come up with, they've suddenly discovered all these problems, and then there's all these conditions that they've set for the RCMP and Surrey if they want to see, stick with the RCMP. And then the other, so lots of bad news on one side, and then the, on the other side, well, well, we'll give money, maybe $30 million a year to cover the extra costs, at the like, because the SBS as a municipal force is much more expensive, and uh, we'll maybe give you $30 million a year for five years. Uh, and otherwise you're going to be stuck with uh, all the other problems. Plus, you'll have to pay severance if you get rid of all the SPS officers. So there's multiple <laughs> multiple holes in all of that, and I think Brenda Locke has been, been out talking about it. But um, to me, you know, I think unless Surrey Council reverses its vote, my feeling is that the ARCMP actually will stay um, and the SPS will not. But it's, uh, it, you know, there's, there's still a lot of play in this fish, and we don't know which way it's going to go uh, to some degree. But I think if that's the province's strongest play, I don't think it, it made the grade. Yeah, and you know, Bill, the other part of the story, and I don't know if you have any thoughts on this and why it ended up going down this way, but of course, you know, Surrey Mayor Brenda Locke, she is firm about, like, we want to keep the RCMP. And one of the things that she did point out on Friday is that when she received the report from the province analysis, she said it was heavily redacted, the report. Is this something that usually happens, like, prior to an announcement? Um, yeah, and I saw on, on the TV news she was uh, uh, putting it in front of the camera so people could see uh, it is kind of unusual. You would presume that the mayor of Surrey would be, I mean, she's also chair of the police board. We have to mention that. She's, so she's actually chair of the police board, which governs the policing situation in Surrey. So you would have to think the mayor and chair of the police board would be pretty heavily um, uh, ratified or, or vetted to have confidential information. Not that she would she could share it, but, you know, there are things, obviously, there are things you talk about, um, no doubt, uh, integrated uh, crime units and gang violence and all the other things that might be there, but they shouldn't really be in a report about uh, the price and cost and all the ins and outs of policing. Um, so it, it was pretty unusual to me, and it wasn't just a little redacted, it was a lot redacted. 
so I, I don't know. I mean, I've done lots of freedom of information requests and got stuff like that back, but I'm not the mayor. <laughs> so I was surprised by that. Yeah, no, I think that was the move that was really fascinating there. I said, okay. And, you know, for Bill, for maybe for somebody who's kind of like, okay, I need to understand, why has this been such an issue for so many oh, years? Oh, boy. Yeah, well, um, I mean, it, 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 some people say it's like the old Red Rose Tea at only in Surrey, you say. Uh, but um, very few municipalities have changed policing forces in, in the history of B.C. Um, the RCMP have been around for about 70, I think, 70 years. Um, Richmond looked at it in 2016, and as opposed to what Surrey did five years ago, Richmond had an exhaustive analysis by an accounting firm. They had a full report. It's online if anybody wants to find it. And they concluded that the RCMP was much more cost-effective and that a municipal police force of any sort was way too expensive for the residents of Richmond. So Mayor Malcolm Brody and his council said thanks, but no thanks. And that, to me, should have been the model for Surrey. Instead, we had no business case, no business plan, no extensive um, accounting and forensic looking at all the different costs and figures. Um, but we do now know, even uh, Mike Farnworth admits, it's, it's quite a bit more expensive, and someone's got to pay it. Five years of $30 million sounds like, oh, that's nice, but uh, that, that $30 million extra a, a year isn't going to go away. So after that, it's, it's on Surrey taxpayers. And um, the other thing which hasn't been really mentioned, I looked through the report, I could only find a tiny footnote about it, but the federal government contributes 10% of the operating costs of the RCMP in Surrey and, in, and every other large city where, or modest-sized city, I think over 5,000, where the RCMP is the police of jurisdiction. So if you look at Surrey, that's probably uh, an easy $20 million a year that they get from the federal government that disappears if you go to a municipal police force. So over 10 years, you'd lose $200 million plus instantly uh, and never get it back. You could Even if you switched back to the RCMP once you leave the... Uh, leave it as the police of jurisdiction. You can't go back to it and get the federal uh, contribution again. So there's a lot of, I mean, there's so many numbers flying around, but um, I think uh, the, the costs, as and, and as you know, I campaigned uh, against the Surrey Police Service uh, continuing before, and we ran a, a, we tried to get a referendum, which would have now looked like a brilliant idea. We could have <laughs> resolved this a year ago uh, with an actual vote by Surrey voters. Um, but uh, it, it looks just it looks to me that the costs are extremely high, uh, and um, I think even now the minister is admitting that. Yeah, and you know, Bill, I know you don't got a crystal ball. We don't know what's going to happen here, but what is this going to look like moving forward? How do you think the Surrey City Council is going to you know deal with this issue now? Because now the ball is in their court. Well, they've already passed the budget that says they're sticking with the RCMP. They passed a budget uh, which has a tax increase, which is higher than normal because of the costs of of uh, of the SBS, but um, they've already voted on it. So I'm not sure why you would vote on it again. I, I mean, maybe some of the opposition council members may, who support the SBS and brought it in um, from the previous government, from the Doug McCallum mayoralty period, maybe they'll move a motion to, to do that, but I don't think it will pass. So I don't, I don't see Surrey Council changing a vote there at all. I mean, you know, you it, it, we never know what happens with this one, but I'd be very surprised if they reversed themselves. And if they did, I guess that would be that. They would have to vote in favor of the SBS and the higher costs and then say to the government, okay, hand us the checks. Mm-hmm. Well, Bill, never a dull moment in <laughs> politics, isn't it? <laughs> oh, no, no, I, I know exactly. And, you know, I, I, just one other thing, if I can, American, the, the relationship between the provincial government and the Surrey Council and Surrey and Mayor Brenda Locke there's lots that depend on that. It is not simply policing. There are housing issues. There's homelessness. There are uh, economic development issues. 
So, you know, having a really bad hammer and tong relationship over policing does not help with the other side of that. And I, I think it's incumbent on, on both Syria and, and the provincial government to try and put this behind them. And if, you know, Rendelock ran on bringing the RCMP or keeping the RCMP, they still have more police force. Uh, they are the police of jurisdiction. They have far more members. So it's not that complicated, really, when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see what happens here, Bill. Thank you so much for your time. As always, we really appreciate it. You take care. My pleasure. Thanks.